Good Sunday morning. This is South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier, along with my co-host, Mr. Patrick Franklin. He is the Urban League Palm Beach County President and CEO. Good morning, Patrick. Welcome back, man. You've been gone for a while. Good morning, Trey. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be back here. Summer is over, yes. and we're ready to get back to business. And like always, what a day. Absolutely. It's Sunday, yep, and, yep. And, and we're glad to be here. Every week, Patrick brings a special guest, and this uh, guest is very special this week. Absolutely, Trey. I have the one and only, the infamous, Dr. Emma Banks. All right. And we all know Dr. Banks from <laughs> Inlet Grove High School. She's an educator. She's a philanthropist. She's an actress. And she's a community leader. Dr. Banks, good morning. All right. Good morning. Morning. Thank you for being here with us. We're going to take a little time this morning to reflect <laughs> upon your past history, what you've done here in this community. And I want to talk a little bit But You have Mr. Lopez here, your principal for Inlet Grove here. Mr. Lopez, good morning. Thank you for being here. Good morning. Very excited to be here. Thank you, sir. And we're going to talk a little bit about Inlet Grove. But first, we, we're going to spend a little minute talking about this young lady right here, Dr. Emma Banks. Uh, Dr. Banks, I've known you for many years. Many people in this community have known you for many years. But for those who don't know you, have not had the pleasure of being in your company, tell us a little bit about your background. Good Lord, my background. Oh, we have a and 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 I don't I don't want you to start don't kindergarten. Okay, let 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 let's go up a, a, a little a little higher. Okay, I won't start in kindergarten. Okay, because those are times that I really cherish. In North okay. Florida. In North Florida. Yes. Monticello, Florida. Monticello, Hooray. that's Monticello, right. Monticello, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when I graduated from high school. I was one of these discombobulated students. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, I didn't know whether what I wanted to be, whether I wanted to, first I wanted to be a doctor because my father wanted me to be a doctor. And then I wanted to be a nurse. Well, actually I went to nursing school and that was very exciting. But then when I had to go for what they, what we call, not call lab, and I saw all that blood, I realized that's not what I <laughs> wanted was, to do. Okay. And then I went to law school, and I realized in Philadelphia that my uncle, he was an attorney, and I don't know if you heard of Gerard School, mm -mm. and he was trying to integrate um, that school during that time. And I used to sit in the, in the living room, and I would hear my uncle talking about how they were going to make their case. And some, one of uh, his partners would say, no, we do it this way. And he said, no, we're going to say this or whatever. And I realized, I said, oh, they're not telling the truth, you know? Mm. And I said, no, in order to be a lawyer, you got to try, you got to twist the truth. Mm -hmm. And so I realized, I said, no, that's not That's what not for do. you. Uh, so so lo lo law school was, was a short stint? Yeah, it was a short stint for me, but even though it was a short stint for me, what I d used to do is like things that I had concerns about. I would used to go to the law library mm -hmm. and read up cases, mm -hmm. and that's how I would make my case against if I wanted to argue with someone. Okay. And I still did that up until about seven years ago. Okay. I still did that. I went down to uh, in West Palm Beach. Okay. And I did that. And I even said I was going back to law school, too. And I had uh, my good friend, Sia Baker, 
I told her, I said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to law school so I can help the needy. That's always been my passion to mm -hmm. help the underprivileged. So that's really what I wanted to do. But I changed my mind. So I really didn't know what I wanted to do. But then when I um, was working as a nurse at Delaware State College, that's when I realized about education. I wanted to be in the education. So I became an educator. And uh, I think I was probably the first person in the state of Florida to be working at a, high, a school and working for the State Department of Education at the same, at the same time. time. Wow. Yes, okay. I did that. And um, so when I left Philly, I came to Jacksonville, and two friends of mine, Barbara and Gail, they were, had high position in the State Department of Education, and I never had to apply for a job. They just walked into the job. So anyway, they had me. I used to be an editor for them. Uh, they wrote a book about educational book mm -hmm. about transportation, about marketing, because that was my background, marketing and retailing. And the State Department sent me to uh, Houston, Texas to do a workshop. And I'm the one that came up with all of the, during that time in education, it was a lot of games, how we can have our slow learners to mm -hmm. learn. Mm -hmm. And I came up using the game like, um, what was some of the game? Jeopardy and things of this nature. Make it but think, they yeah. make it very exciting for the kids. So I did all of that. And I did, I did all of these um, games. And then the state told me that, you know, I couldn't make any money off of it. I had to turn the rights over to them. Oh. So, yeah, and they made a lot of money off of that. So, so when, when, when you look at your, at your time in education, especially here in Florida, mm -hmm. um, what, what drove you? I mean, what was that, that one thing that said education is where I, where I want to put my stake in the ground and, and this is what I'm going to do for a long period of time? Well, I think uh, the most important thing that really drove me to education was when I came to Florida. Like I said, you know, I went to Jacksonville and I saw the need for a lot of students. Uh, the need that I saw was a lot of kids didn't have the privilege to be, to have the exposure to mm -hmm. certain things. Mm -hmm. And I found out with the exposure, giving students things that they were not familiarized with, it helped educate them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I said, well, you know what? I can make a difference by being a visionary, coming up with things that other people hadn't even thought about for our children. Mm -hmm. And so I worked in Jacksonville for a year with the State Department, and then I came to West Palm Beach. I worked at Jupiter High School, and I was there for about a couple of years, and then I went with the State Department of Education. So I went with them, I stayed there for about 20-some years. And being there 20-some years, I traveled all over, all over the United States, mostly. And I had the opportunity to take um, one trip out of the country mm -hmm. every year. So just imagine if I'd have gone, I'd have been out, say, 20, I'd have visited some 20 different countries, you know. But then I think the most scary thing was when I went to Africa. Uh, to um, Pakistan. Mm -hmm. Oh, that kind of frightened me, you know. And I went to Saudi 
And another thing, I've had the exposure, and I learned a lot as well, too. But having, uh, coming back to Jupiter, and during that time, Jupiter High School, um, Dr. R was the principal there, and Dr. Crayer. And I learned a lot from And w- And what time frame was that? Was that like in the 80s or the 70s? That was in the 80s. In the 80s? Okay. Mm, the early 80s, well, 70s. Let me ask you a question. Um, you have preached and advocated for education for kids for a long time. Why is education so important today for our kids right now? Because they cannot maneuver, navigate themselves in this world if they don't have an education. Mm-hmm. Just imagine you can't read. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think about myself sometimes when I can't. Everything, yeah. yeah, when I say, you know, I see a word and sometimes I c- can't pronounce it the way I should mm-hmm. or whatever. So just imagine a person who can't read, mm-hmm. a person who cannot write. And I tell the students all the time, the mind is a terrible thing to lose. You know, mm-hmm. I said, take away my eyes, take away everything, but don't take away my mind. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because that helped me navigate in this world. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important for the kids yeah. to have their education. Mr. Lopez, as, as a principal of Inlet Grove High School, um, why, why do you think is, is education so important today for, for our kids today? Uh, education is a crucial part of uh, anybody's success. Um, I think um, one of our, uh, I believe it was Malcolm X that uh, stated that education is the passport to the future, or the future belongs to for, for those who prepare for it today. Mm-hmm. And it is still true, because if we don't educate our children, if we don't help them to, to be critical thinkers, to be creative, to analyze information, to be able to to decipher what's, what's evidence and what is just fake, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to be successful in this society. They're going to be manipulated by, by others. So we always tell education is the most powerful weapon and is the uh, leveling device in our, in our society. Mm-hmm. Our special guest this week, Dr. Emma Banks. She's a teacher over at Inley Grove High School, and she's also a philanthropist, actress, community leader here in Palm Beach County. And I have, of course, Patrick Franklin here from the Urban League Palm Beach County. This is South Florida Sundays. Dr. Banks, I, I, I want to I go upstream a little bit, and um, I know that you've been working with a, a lot of kids, especially in, in high school with Inley Grove, and, and you've been very successful with moving Inley Grove to, to a very successful charter school. But why is it so important that our kids come to school ready to learn early on, pre-K, K? Because what, what, what I feel and, and see is that a lot of our kids aren't prepared for school to come in running, okay? A lot of our kids come in looking around to see what's going on rather than come prepared with, with their numbers and letters and blocks and, and, and vocabulary and other things where other kids come that way and I was left behind. What, what, why is it so important that our kids come ready to learn? It's, it's very important that they come ready to learn, but you have to think about this, uh, uh, Patrick. A lot of our kids today, they are in control. Mm-hmm. You see, there used to be a time, and I know with my kids, where every day you had to read. Mm-hmm. 
we had to we had a discussion. You know, you had to write things out. You know, mm-hmm. write about what you read. But today, these kids they don't do that. Some of them, not all of them, mm-hmm. but some the most of our kids they don't. And a lot of the kids, the latchkey latchkey kids, mm-hmm. and so they have to say when they go home. There's nobody, nobody tell them you need to relax, have a snack, then get a book, mm-hmm. read, mm-hmm. have a class, have a discussion at mm-hmm. your dinner table or whatever. Our kids don't get but do, that. Do, 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 you, do you feel that our young kids, our very young kids, do you feel that, especially in our low-income areas, mm-hmm. that they're coming to school at that very early, th- their first intake into school, that they're prepared to to start school, that that that's not I'm 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 trying no, I'm trying to get at. I don't think a lot of my kids are prepared mm-hmm. yet. See, and that's why there should be a lot of more educational services. See, my philosophy is not only educate the child, but let's educate the parents too, because a lot of parents, mm-hmm. are single parents, a lot of parents did not graduate from high school. That's right. You know, and so I used to have a program at our school on Saturday mornings. All, the parent had to come to school with the uh, mm-hmm. with their child, and I think if we can bring in more family-oriented programs, mm-hmm. our kids will be better educated as well. And, and that and that, that that's my next question: What do we need to tell our young parents mm-hmm. that have young kids? Mm-hmm. Is there a path, or is there somewhere that they can go to try to learn and understand how to prepare their children for for school? Can well, can, can we offer some guidance there? Well, my thing is, okay, I would say to prepare our young people, first of all, let's educate them Mm -hmm. first, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Come with education. There will be a pathway for them to have an understanding. They have critical thinking skills of how to navigate their way in life and to help their children. Because, see, if you give your child exposure, Mm -hmm. and just take, for example, yourself, and I'm just using you as an example, with your two daughters, with your son, mm-hmm. your wife, and all, you did everything possible that you could to make sure that they have a better life than what you had. Right. Even though you had a good life, mm-hmm. you understand? Mm-hmm. But you always want better. So in order for you to want better for them, you give them exposure. There, are, How many of our kids take our parents take our kids just to sit down and listen to poems right you know right how many of would take our kids to go to uh, a music uh, opera mm-hmm. you know things mm-hmm. that are not generally put in our path for us right and so giving them that kind of exposure to that enlightened them oh absolutely See? and and i also think that that parents young parents don't overestimate those nightly child. readings to your child mm-hmm in that bedroom at night before right. they go to bed, Always over read. and over and over again, you this know, you you may not you may get tired of, but they need that. They need, but you know when I tell the young parents that I see that are pregnant, and I tell them I said, do me a favor. I said, you want your child to be smart. Start reading to them while they're in your stomach. That's right. That's right. Okay? Exactly right. I said, start doing that. I said, and when that baby come here, you will see. He will have a. You've already started like the process. Yes, you've already started mm-hmm. the process. What what can we do as a community to support the education of our children? 
I mean, our special guest this week, Dr. Emma Banks. She's a teacher over at Inley Grove High School, and she's also a philanthropist, actress, community leader here in Palm Beach County. And I have, of course, Patrick Franklin here from the Urban League, Palm Beach County. This is South Florida Sundays. You know, we have a lot of retirees that are, li- that are probably listening this morning. We have a lot of different people who have been successful. Um, I'll, I'll give you one. I, 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 w- I would love for those who have the time and the ability to come back and read to kids. I mean, spend a little time and, and give back at, 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 at the schools. You'd be surprised if, if you raise your hand that somebody may answer and say, come on in, you know. Now, I know with my organization, 85 Beta, mm-hmm. I have to give a shout-out to them. Mm-hmm. They do a lot with, we have a youth uh, group. But one of the things that we are liking or we are having difficulties with is trying to get our kids to participate. Mm. And they will say they will participate, but they won't show up. They, you can ask them, do you have transportation? Yes, I can get there. Mm-hmm. You can talk to the fair. Yes, we will bring them. But when time for them to show, you know, they just do not show. And with all these organizations, fraternities, sororities, mm-hmm. and other social organizations, yeah, they say, well, we're giving back. But I think if we work as a coalition together, mm-hmm. you see, North, just like I'll just use uh, the urban leader as an example. You got the North, you got the South, you got the East and the West. You know, you cover Absolutely. The You'll be surprised what an impact if everybody say, I'm in the North area, I'll participate. I'll take care of this. Yeah. I'm in the South area, I'll take care of the East or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised what an impact that will have on children. Mm-hmm. And see, another thing, children like when they are participating, they want to see grown-ups in the audience. Mm-hmm. They want to see their parents in the audience. Mm-hmm. How many times do some of our parents, we'll drop them off? Now, if it's something in dancing and things, you know, but I'm talking about the educational yes. things. Yes. And you will see what a different and how it will enlighten these students. Yes. So, so yeah. I mean, um, I, I agree with you 110%. I mean, um, the more interaction, the more engaged you are with your children, yes. with their extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. with, their, with their school activities, just the spend an extra minute. Yeah, the, the more you're going to get out because they, they're, and I agree with you, that they, their exposure to different uh, resources and to different opportunities, that's what it's all about. And that's what, and I'm not, I'm going to give a shout out to the Urban Deed. The exposure that the Urban Deed has um, provided, I have provided mm-hmm. for students, parents throughout Palm Beach County. I don't care if you can't go this time, but the next time or have a representative mm-hmm. to show up and you'll see what the impact will be on children as well. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's change gears a, a little bit. Let's go back to Dr. Banks. You've worn many hats over your career. What has been the most challenging? The most challenging has been working with kids whose parents are from the poverty area. Mm-hmm. Remember, I had a nonprofit organization called um, Vision. Okay. 
And the purpose of that organization for Vision where we, now I know <laughs> it might sound crazy, but we tried, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Try to prevent teen pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that was a big challenge for us. Yes, I think was. I was the first person in Palm Beach County to try to to implement the mentoring program in Palm Beach County. I did that. Uh, I also did. Uh, you know, we have a version of, the, of that same program at the Urban League, mm-hmm. a version of it, not completely all, all the way, but it's called Teen Outreach Program. Mm-hmm. Then I did the first, you know, I did the first film festival in Palm Beach County, mm-hmm. and I couldn't p- compete. I said you, wear, you, you, yeah. you wore many hats, yeah. you know. and I did first festival, children festival at the fairground, mm-hmm. which was very successful. But I couldn't, everything that I've done, I couldn't compete with people that had a lot of money. Okay, they, they, the county and the other people, they saw what I was doing, mm-hmm. and they took it, and they ran with it, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the first magazine here in Palm Beach County, African American Magazine, and the whole purpose, let me tell you the story behind that. One day, I was the director, assistant director at North Tech, and what I would do every, during my lunchtime, mm-hmm. I would take my guidance counselor, and I would take him in the lowest of the lowest area in Rivera Beach to show them how some of our students were. Mm-hmm. And i never forget this guy in council mentioned to me. He said, you know, I, I, I came from New York, and I know it's a lot of poverty up there, but I've never seen anything like this. And he said, but I didn't believe it anyway. So I said, well, let me take you out. So we made it a, we made it a point to say, okay, I'm going to take you out to this person. I carried him to their house, and what he saw, he was devastated Mm because he never saw that. But getting back to uh, what was your question again? What was most challenging in your career? The most challenge, yeah, was to help these low-income students and low-income parents. And when I had my nonprofit organization, let me just tell you, this is the most challenging. I had a group of ladies come from Palm Beach County where Stony Brook is today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm the one that calls for Stony Brooks for them to build that house for educational purpose. And these people, were, these are ladies, it was about five of them, come from Palm Beach every week, every day, five days a week, and teach the parents how to read. And I never forget this. And to this day, I try to get her to write a book about it. This lady had about, she had 10 children. Mm-hmm. She had from 10 different men. And it broke my heart. And I never forget. I asked her, I say, I know you have all these children, but have you ever thought about trying to help yourself and better yourself? So to make a long story short, I challenged her. I said, if you went to college, if I paid your way to college, would you go? Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going to get the money from, okay? Okay. Now, I did something that my kids never knew I did, okay? I took a second job. Mm-hmm. Never forget, working for RCA, mm-hmm. putting these little things from 11 to 7 in the morning. I did it. Right off Australian. Uh huh. Yeah. I did that to help this parent, and today she has a college degree. She's a social worker. Wonderful, 
Wonderful. And then the last one, let me just tell you, I'll be sh- very sh- uh, specific with that and short. I had a young lady that came from Venezuela. She came over, didn't have no family, nothing. I took a second job and put her right here on um, 45th's house off of uh, in Village. Mm-hmm. And I worked and paid for her apartment until she graduated from high school. My That's kids right. never knew this. When, when I said you're a philanthropist and educator and all these other things, that yes, you are. I want to switch gears uh, and, and move on to something that a, a, an event that, that you have produced and have generated over the years. My teacher, my hero. Oh. My teacher, my hero. For those of you who don't know, let's kind of give a, a, a brief overview of my teacher, my hero. The whole purpose of my teacher, my hero award came about, I was at North Tech. And I said, you know what? We're always talking about what teachers don't do. Mm-hmm. Somebody need to give us some praises. Mm-hmm. So why don't we have these kids, you know, let's not have the kids talk about the negative things these teachers do because they do a lot of positive things. And so that's how that came up. I said, let me come up with something. My teacher, my hero, or where kids recognize teachers who've made a difference in their lives mm-hmm. and have enhanced them to look and better themselves in society to continue in high school, go to college, or the service. That's mm-hmm. how that came about. So every year throughout Palm Beach County, kids recognize teachers who's made a difference in vision, who's been a visionary, who's helped them read, uh, who's helped them with discipline, who all just all, all, all over the, the, the criteria County. that yes. makes a good teacher. Yeah, and if mm-hmm. you haven't been, it's in May every year. Yeah, it'll be May 18th this May, year. May 18th this year in 2024 at the convention center. Right. And you've always had what I call top shelf, not really entertainment, but celebrities that come in and, yeah. and, and help you enhance the, the, the event. Mm-hmm. Who, who's been the one that, that, that left the, 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 the biggest impression on you? Uh, You've had so many. I, I mean, oh, it, it's, it's been, been more a, than one. Yes. But Anthony Anderson, he keeps in contact with me. Does he really? I, yes, I, I remember he that. always keeps in contact with me. Um, the one yeah, who, Cheryl Lee Ralph la, 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 last, last year. year. Well, she and I used to hang out together. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want her to mention that at the event, but she had to mention it, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but the person who's really me, Stetman. Stepman, yeah. Stepman Graham. Uh-huh. Yes. Because his speech that he talked about and what he was trying to relay to the students as well as teaching, it really was very powerful. As he said, you know, when, you, when you're walking or when you're running, you fall down, you get up and keep running again towards your goal. Mm-hmm. And that was very powerful. And some, some of the kids, they talk about it. They're grown-ups now, you know, in college. They talk about it. And to me, I, that was very powerful because the kids, they um, they talk about it a lot. Right. You know? So, I mean, if you haven't been to My, my Teacher, My Hero, it'll be on May 18th uh, in, on 2024. I, I would encourage all of you who are listening to go take a look at Inley Grove website, right? Mm-hmm. And how can someone get in touch with you at, at Inley Grove? Oh, 561-881-4601. And on the website, it, it's... <laughs> Inlegrovecommunityhighschool.com. 
Okay, AllegroAJ.com. Okay. All right. So, but if we, they put in Allegro, they, 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 they will search. Yeah. They'll take it right to, to yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so, so my, my, my last question, as always, for all, all of our guests, uh-huh. so what's next for Dr. Banks? What's the next for Dr. Banks? Yeah, what's, well, what, what's next for Dr. Banks? This is what I'm in the process of doing now. Trying to bring my TV show back. Okay. Um, called Our Future Generation, teen talk show. Okay. That was a show that was very powerful, where kids talk about their issues and concerns, how they don't want me telling them what to do. They want to tell you how we as adults can help them gotcha. accomplish. So, Dr. Banks, I want to thank you for the time you've given us here this Sunday morning. I know many people out there um, were just appreciative to hear from you and, and what you brought to this community, and we thank you so much. But I want to give a shout out to my principal because everything that I've accomplished, most of I've accomplished too. While he was with me, he has we will have driven. Mr. Lopez back here. But but today is all about the one and only, okay, Dr. Emma Banks. Thank all you, right. dear. Well, you know what? All, I want to give a <laughs> shout out to everybody out there who's helped me, and continue helping me. All right, pretty good, Patrick. What's coming up with the Urban League these days, man? Trey, we are back in full force right now. School's back in play. And, um, again, if you're looking for ACA, Affordable Health Care Act, um, health care enrollment, call the Urban League. We can sign you up for health care benefits right now, no matter where you live. On uh, Thursday, uh, September 28th, we're going to have our next Community Police Relations Seminar. Uh, this is an in-person event and also on Zoom where we have um, a two-hour discussion with law enforcement and and kids in high school and if you haven't been involved with it go to the urban league website at ulpbc.org sign up and join us because it's in, we have a great discussion with our um, police force across the county various aspects and youth across different high schools one thing that i'm very uh, excited about coming up on tuesday september 26 is our virtual financial education workshop this is a, a workshop in conjunction with the city of delray beach mm-hmm. At 545, go to the Urban League website at ulpbc.org backslash events, and you'll be able to uh, sign up for a virtual financial education workshop, which has always been very good, especially for our adults, as we can help them to move forward with their wealth um, management. And on October 23rd, it's going to be our 15th annual Youth Empowerment Luncheon. It's going to be... um, I'm sorry, it's not a luncheon, it's a breakfast, and it's going to be uh, at 8 o'clock on Monday, October 23rd at the West Palm Beach Marriott. So keep that in mind, and as always, as we prepare for Thanksgiving, our annual Thanksgiving food drive will be on Saturday, November 18th. You'll hear more from us on that as, as we get closer to that time. But thank you all for listening, and have a great Sunday. All right, Patrick Franklin, Urban League. Palm Beach County President and CEO. I'm Trey Brazier. This is South Florida Sundays.